Let's everyone stand tonight in the little chorus. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. All together now. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. And he's the one I'm waiting for. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Let's sing it again now. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. Jesus saves and keeps me, and he's the one I'm waiting for. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day. Let's turn around and fellowship. Shake hands one with another. Sing it again now. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. Jesus saves and keeps me, and he's the one I'm waiting for. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than that little course, don't you? Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Glad to have all of you with us tonight. Good to have our teenagers in here tonight. And tonight, 
Ryan is going to bring his first message to us. So we're excited about that. And say more about that in just a little while. And if I want these teenagers now to get your shouting shoes on, your amens. And I want to hear you when Ryan preaches in a moment. Amen? Our young people, you knew better than that. I'm going to talk to Terry. He's... All the adults said what? Amen. Now that's the way you do it, young people. Amen. Do it like he's old people. Amen. Let's pray and ask the Lord to bless our service tonight. Touch us. Been a good day in the Lord. I've enjoyed uh, the things the Lord has given to me through the day, and it's been a good day. And let's pray and ask the Lord to touch tonight uh, services and everything about it, honor and glorify the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that, Lord, we can walk with you day by day by day. And we thank you, Lord, that you never leave us during those days. But, Lord, you're there, and the joy of knowing you only gets greater. And we thank you for it. Now, Father, we come to you tonight. We need you in this service, and we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to be upon us and anoint us and work in us tonight, moving every heart. Thank you again for this service and all that it represents. Honor Jesus through it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's continue. Let's all get us a songbook. Turn on page 322. Young people, get a book. We're going to find out who can out-sing who here. 322. Young people, get your book. 322. I know some of you can't count that far yet, but 322. I just keep trusting the Lord. I just keep trusting my Lord as I walk song hallelujah 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 praise you the lord let's sing all together hallelujah 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 praise you 
young people reprieve themselves. We're going to sing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's all we sing. This group over here in the wings is going to sing. Yeah. You're going to sing praise ye the Lord. That's all you sing. You understand? We're going to find out if the young people are going to sing tonight. So we're going to do hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah. Praise ye the Lord. That's the only words you sing. Let's try it all together now. All right? Just us. Ready to go? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on. Let this group here again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Well, they did a little better that time. That other song Rick sang there, a little chorus. I love that little chorus, but I can't help. But every time I hear it sung, I want to say yippee ki yay at the end of it, don't you? That's a great song. Let's let our uh, ushers come forward to receive our offering this tonight. Everything you give on Wednesday night goes to our Bible conference, so let me encourage you to give and to be faithful in your giving. Let me just make one announcement. There'll be a benefit singing for Sarah Ramsey. And many of you know Lisa. It's her daughter, Sarah. There'll be a benefit singing for her Friday, November the 16th, 7 o'clock at Lookout Valley High School. Justified will be there, the Hollander Brothers, and Chosen. So you may want to jot that down. That'll be a good night of singing. Friday night, November the 16th, 7 o'clock, Lookout Valley High School. Let's pray. Father, bless the offering now. Continue to move through this service. Open our hearts to the truth that you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.
November is our missions month, and uh, Wednesday nights in November, we take 
and uh, dedicate it to missions, and we emphasize missions in various ways. But no better way to start it off than just uh, missions right here at home. It starts right here at home and uh, what the Lord does in our lives. It doesn't happen in us. will not be effective out there. But I'm excited about what the Lord is doing in the life of our young people. Aren't you? I really am. I'm thrilled and excited and see them giving their lives to the Lord. You see the real evidence that God is doing something in, in the church and in young people. It's not so much how many activities you have as it is the changing of their lives. You can have all kinds of activities, but if you don't have something that's changing your life, you're missing the whole thing. And unfortunately, many churches, have, that's their focus is activities, not the individual themselves. But we've really experienced a wonderful summer with our teenagers, and I'm real proud of them, those who've given their life to the Lord and surrendered their life to the Lord. And, and you as moms and dads and adults around here, if your children's already grown and gone and whatever there, when you see the Lord working these young people, it ought to stir your heart. You ought to jump up and down, clap your hands, and shout glory as you see what the Lord is doing in these young people. Amen? And it's exciting to see it. We're real proud of Ryan. He has really grown. We've watched him grow in the Lord and excited about him. And, and never forget the night that he gave it all to the Lord here and surrendered to do the will of God for his life. And the Lord called him to preach. And tonight he's going to bring his first message here to the church. Now, I want you to listen. And when he says something good, I want you to say amen. Amen? When he says something good, I want you to just think about it. What if you were up here? You want somebody rooting you on, wouldn't you? Amen. So don't you die out there. I, when he gets up here and preach, when he says something good, you say amen. We, so I usually don't say amen. Tonight's not get started. And so I want you to say amen. And if you want to clap your hands, show appreciation for what he said, or give praise to the Lord, you do that. Get behind him and support him in this service. And let's welcome Ryan. I appreciate him. We thank God for what he's doing in his heart. Praying for him. <laughs> everybody okay okay I think one was on and just turned it off all right okay I got my PowerPoint I'm uh, my name is Ryan Leatherwood uh, most of the youth call me bear and uh, I've been going to this church all my life I've been started when I was younger I got out and then this is really loud Okay, uh, I've been going to this church just about all my life. Started coming back when I was 12. And one Sunday morning, uh, Brother Kim was preaching. I was sitting up in the balcony, last row over there in the corner. I really wasn't paying attention. And just, he asked us all to pray. And so I bowed my head. I was listening to what he was saying. He was saying, anybody who doesn't know where they're going when they die needs to know. If you don't know, say this prayer with me got to think, and I was, well, I don't really know where I'm going to go. So I said, I said that prayer, and I meant it. When I got up, I felt a whole lot better. And then I've been going to this church, continue and continue, continually just keep growing spiritually in God. And uh, Last summer, we all went to Youth Alive, and it was, it was great. I really, really enjoyed it, and I felt God tugging at my heart, wanting me to do something for him. 
then August 12th, Sunday night, it got too much. I come down here to the altar. I surrendered to preach. And this is, I've, I've preached in the youth a couple times. I've preached over at the mission. I've, uh, you know, I've, uh, I taught a couple Sunday school classes. This right here is the biggest, biggest crowd I've ever spoken in front of. So if I get nervous, like I am right now, <laughs> please just uh, bear with me if I get lost in my notes or stutter. If you've got your Bibles, please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Speaking about verse 6. <clears throat> and my sinuses are messed up, so if I start talking or sniffling or whatever, I'm very sorry. <laughs> verse 6 says, But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him. And one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Tonight I'd like to just tell you about a message that God's put in my heart, that we should honor thy Father. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day, Lord. I, I pray that you just calm my heart. And you just calm all my nerves, Lord. You just help me. And you help this, this congregation right now. I pray that you, you come in this room, and that you are in this room, and you, that you touch us all. That you, you help me, and you help everyone here, Lord. I pray that anyone here who isn't, who doesn't know you, Lord, that they will know you before the end of this night, not by my doing, but by your doing, Lord. I just pray that you give me all the help, Lord, and we praise you in your heavenly name, I pray, amen. amen. The Ten Commandments have been going, they've been in the news last two or three weeks because of the, about the controversy about people putting them back in the, the courthouses, and I, I really enjoy seeing that. I, I enjoy that that they are wanting to put those back into the courthouses because I don't see any laws that are higher than God's. Amen. But since they've been in the news, I've been looking over them, and one that really stuck out to me was the uh, fifth one, you know, honor thy mother and thy father. God stresses the fact that while we're on earth that we should honor our earthly parents. That's why he's put me into to the lives of my parents. That's why he's put everyone into their lives because it's something that God wants. Not only do we, should we honor our earthly parents, but we should also honor our heavenly parent, our heavenly father. This verse right here says, verse 6, it says, But there is one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him. All is a big word. All means everybody. We are all unto him. This means that we should, should pay our father some respects. Not only was he saying honor our earthly parents, but we should also bring honor to him. The question comes, why? Why should we honor him? Um, I've got three points right here. I've got the PowerPoint. And I'm just going to try to answer that question. Uh, during school, I say, well, you know, I'm a Christian. People are like, why? Why do you honor your, your heavenly father? Now, here's three things that I want just to show, show you why I do. First thing that I want you to see because of his power. You see in verse 6 it says, To us there is but one God, the Father. Do you know what this means? It means that our Heavenly Father is supreme. Amen. He is number one. There is no one higher than him. Playing uh, King of the Hill as a kid, you didn't get to the top of the hill by being weak. You got up there by being powerful. God is the most powerful being that any 
anything in this universe. There's nothing any bigger than him. There's nothing equal to him. There's nothing higher than him. The Bible, the verse doesn't say, but there were two gods. It says, but there is one God, and he is our Father. It doesn't say, but there's a God, but there's something higher than him. It says, but there is one God, and that he is our Father. First thing that I want you to see about his power is his creating power. Going back to Genesis 1-1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. God created everything. He created me. He created Pastor, assistant pastor, he created everything. He created the heavens, he created the earth, all the animals, water, fish, plants, whatever you think, God created it. God created yesterday, God created today, God created tomorrow. He knows what happens all the time. He created day, he created night, he created anything in the universe. This takes power. Like I said before, I don't serve a weak God. Any, any God that can do all this deserves my honor. But not only do we see his creating power, that he has created everything. He created anything that you want. But he also has a continuing power. This power is just as strong today as it was back when he created the world. It says that there is but one God. That means for all eternity. It doesn't mean, you know, he's going to be God and then you know, he's going to fade out. No, that means that there's one God. There's one God from the end of time. One God to the beginning of time. And since time has no beginning and end with God, that means he's everlasting. That means that he's eternal. That means that he has a continuing power from start to finish. But you may ask, well, yeah, I understand. God created everything. Yeah, I, I believe that he's created all this and that, you know, he's still as strong as he was. What does that have to do with my life? I can answer that with a story I heard. There was a guy, he was a mechanic. And his son was, you know, playing with some tools, you know. Thought, well, it'll be nice to get him, a, like, a little toy car. Get him a little little power, power wheels, you know. He got it for him. The kid was ecstatic. He thought that he had the, had the skills to go out there, put that, put that little toy car together. He got out there and got a hammer and a screwdriver and went to town with it. All the while, the dad sat there and watched. The kid, after messing around for about 20 minutes, had all but destroyed the toy car. He turned to his dad, tears in his eyes, because he realized that he had just destroyed what his dad had given to him. And he said, Father, why didn't you help me? You knew that I couldn't do this. Why didn't you stop me? Why didn't you help me? Because I know that you've got the power to do this. Dad simply looked at him and said, why didn't you ask? That is the big thing. God has his power. He's got the power that can continue in our lives. All we have to do is get off our power trip and ask. I know that, that me and God aren't like this. I know I'm here. God's up here. I can't, do, I can't do this by myself. I can't do hardly anything by myself. I don't have the power. But I know God, who created anything and everything, has that power. And if I just get off my high horse and I say, God... You know that I don't have the power. You do it. And so many times in our lives, we, we, we get that toy car. And we go to town on it, you know, and we screwed up more, more than it is. We go back to God and we go, God, why didn't, you, why didn't you stop me? It's not God's job to stop us from doing that. We should have that in our own, own mind. That's, that's not what God wants us to do. God wants us to realize that we don't have the power to take control of the big things in our life. 
Now we just come to him. He has power. Why should we honor God? Because he has power. Not only does he have power, not only should we honor him because he has power, but we should honor our Father, our Heavenly Father, because of his prestige. The definition of prestige is a reputation based on a high achievement or high character. Our Heavenly Father has the highest achievement. He has the highest character. There is nothing higher than him. The Bible says right here, but to us, to me, to us, there is but one God of whom all things, and we are in him. That means he's, he's on top. That means that nothing is higher than him. Two things that I want you to see about his, his prestige. First thing is his holy person. If you're, if, if you're reading in the chapter, chapter 8, this is a, well, the whole book of 1 Corinthians, is uh, Paul writing a letter to the church of Corinth. And they are a messed up church. They are, they are messed up. And in this particular chapter, some of the people are, are eating meat that was sacrificed to idols. And they're thinking, well, you know, it's just meat, you know. Who cares? You know, it's meat. But there's some people in the church and there's, you know, that are doing what's right. And they're saying, no, that, that meat is tainted. It's been given to a false idol. Paul says right here, but there, there is one God. They're eating other gods. When they were eating of that meat, they were taking the impure things. And God was saying, no, I'm the only God. You're taking of what this God has given to you. I'm the only one God. I'm the only pure God. You eat of what I give. That is his holy person. God is pure. He is holy. He is complete. There is nothing stained about him. We, we on earth were sinners. We don't even have to, have to try not to sin because we're going to do it anyway. I, I believe the harder that we try not to sin, we're going to sin. God is the only, only being that is not stained. He is the completely holy person. He is the purest of the pure. There's no one else as pure as our Heavenly Father. Not only do we see His holiness and we see His pureness that is not tainted and cannot be tainted, but we see His opposition. The Bible says but there is one God and the Father. We are, he is the Father. That means that He's the highest. He's the Lord of Lords, Kings of Kings. There's no other higher position. This is so wonderful because I, I worship, I praise, I serve the highest being in the world. We just learned that he's got the power. He created everything. Now we know that he's the highest. He has prestige. He cannot be surpassed. He has the most prestige. He has the highest achievement. He has the highest character. There's no one with better character than God. Why should, why should I honor God? Because there's no one higher than him. He is the best of the best. He is the master of the feast. He is the Lord of lords. Third and final thing, I told you I'd be quick. Not only do we see, what, not only do we, should we worship God because of his power, and not only should we worship God because of his prestige, but we should also, also I've got braces, I'm sorry. We should also honor God because of his promise. And it's the greatest thing of all. God's promises throughout this Bible. I couldn't get by without, without them. If he never spoke these words, I'd be screwed up big time. He, the choir sings a song called Nothing is Impossible. 
And I love that song. I really do enjoy that song. But to tell you the truth, it's really not completely true. Because there is one thing that is impossible to God, and that's impossible for him to lie. Amen. He cannot lie. When he makes a promise, he can't break it. Plain and simple. He is the purest. He cannot sin. The only thing that is impossible with God is that he cannot sin. Therefore, when he makes a promise, he does not break it. God never says, whoops. God never goes, well, you know, I ain't got the time. You know, he never goes, well, he's been pretty bad. I guess I guess I got to throw him out the door. No, God makes promises and he keeps them. Two promises that kind of categorize them that I want you to see. First is promises in life. These are the promises that God placed throughout the Bible. There's promises that are just wonderful. There's promises that that move me on. There's promises like in Hebrews 13, 5, and, you know, the B part. It says, For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. God will never turn his back on me. That's a promise that God has made. He can't break it. He will never turn his back on me. Or in John 14, 18, it says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. God will never leave me alone in my problems. God will never turn, my, turn his back on me. He'll never say, you've done too much. He'll never say, well, he's, he, he can handle these problems by himself. I'm just going to go leave him alone for a while. No. Or maybe that he'll give us more life. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 10, we use this in faith, I've come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. He didn't just say, well, you know, I'm going to let him, let him have that written, that normal life. Let him have that normal, nice earthly life. No, he said, "I'm going to have, I'm going to, I'm going to have that more abundant life. I'm going to have that extra life. I'm going to have that holy life that He has promised me in heaven, right now." Not only that, but just like Brother Ken preached on Sunday, nothing can come between us. Romans eight, chapter eight, verses thirty-eight, thirty-nine. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor debt, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not only will God never turn his back on me, not only will God leave me alone with my problems, not only God will let me just have this normal life, but nothing, and I mean nothing, can come between us. I don't care how bad you've been. I don't care what you've done. God can never be separated from you. God will never turn his back on you. But there's also not just the, you know, the promises of life, but there's also one huge promise. That's the promise of love. The Bible tells us in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, and I mean whoever, Believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. This promise of love is that Jesus Christ died for me. A filthy, filthy sinner like me. I don't even deserve to, to say his name. But God, he loved me so much that he gave his own son. He did, did nothing. He never sinned. Perfect. He gave him for me. He, Jesus Christ took my sins on the cross. He took all of our sins on the cross. And if that, that doesn't, doesn't bring you to the point where you think that you ought to honor him, something's up with you. I'll tell you that right now. 
How do, how do I know that, that Jesus Christ died for my sins? It says right here in the latter part of verse 6. It says that, that but there is one God, and He is the Father, and whom are all things, and we in Him. But there is one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom all, are all things that we by Him. We're in, we're in God because we're by Jesus. Amen. I, I can't get into heaven by my own works. I can't. I can preach as much as I want. I can help as any old ladies across the street. I can go to Red Cross, donate blood. I can give tithes every week. I can be the best person that I can, but without God's salvation, without this love that he has promised us, I can't get to heaven. Only through that cross that Jesus Christ took my sins can I go to heaven. This is proof. We are in God by Jesus. It's the third promise that is the promise of both in our lives and our in promise of love in itself. It's the biggest promise that, and I just love this. First, Thessalon, First Thessalonians, braces again, 4.16. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. It's the greatest, greatest, greatest promise that he can give us. Someday, God's going to end this, this world as we know right now. He's going to snap his fingers. Jesus is going to come down. And those that are with him are going to go up to heaven. And it's going to be glorious. It is going to be more wonderful than anything that we can have in this life. It's going to be the best thing ever. It's, it's so good that it's unexplainable. I can't stand up here. That's why I'm having trouble. I can't describe it. I seriously can't. I don't know what it's going to be like, but I know it's going to be a whole lot better than what I'm having right now. Amen. But there's also going to be, be a problem and that not everybody is going to go to heaven. And those, those that, that are going to have to face his, his judgment, they're going to have to go to hell. And God, he's promised us, he's made these promises in our life and he's made these promises of love. And he loves us because we're his children. Why do you think he's given us this? Because he, we're his children. He's our father. He loves us enough. He sent his son down the cross for us so that we can just go up there. There's so many people that they don't accept it. I, don't know. I really don't understand why. Everything else I've said is true. This Bible does not lie. When the Bible says that the Lord himself is going to descend from heaven and raise up those, raise up those that are with him, I know where I'm going. I'm the only person that I know where I'm going. I don't, I don't want to end this tonight knowing that I didn't say something about that, knowing that I didn't give somebody a chance here who might not know him. Come down here. When Brother Ken comes up here, I just want him to have a quick invitation. I want someone to do what I did five years ago. Just accept him. And if you have accepted him, and you haven't been living your life right, you know? If you, you've gotten to the point and you've said that you wanted to be saved and you, you've accepted Christ, but you maybe have not been living a life, you've got to remember this. God won't forsake you. God won't leave you, leave you alone with your problems. But you've got to ask God for it. You've got to understand that you can't take on these problems by yourself. You're down here. God's up here. 
How do I know that all this is true? He's got the power. He's created everything. He's got the prestige. Nothing is above him that's going to tell him any different. And he's made the promise. If it's in this Bible, it's going to happen. Plain and simple. If he's got the power to do it, and no one's going to stop him, he's going to do it. I just want to give you time tonight. I'm going to let Brother King come back up here. Just anybody who might not be right with it, might not have it at all. Just come down to this altar. Somebody will show you what to do. I'm finished. I want to thank you. Thank you for my time. I want us to stand. Rick, I want us to get a little celebration course. God is good all the time. And then we're going to give an invitation in just a second. And it bless your heart tonight. And it bless you. And see these teenagers and Ryan coming along. And, and I sit here and I listen to these fellows. These fellows surrendered to preach and listen to their message and think about my first one. And I think, my goodness, how far, so much farther along they are when I started. Of course, I hadn't learned to preach any better. I just learned how to take more time when I talked about it. But uh, the content is good. That ought to bless us and thrill us. And uh, it ought to stir us as a church. As I said earlier, it should so excite us about what God is doing. Let's celebrate it. Let's sing this little chorus and sing it. And then we're going to have prayer invite others to come. But God is good to us, isn't he? He is good to us. Let's sing it. Let's celebrate the goodness of the Lord as we've seen and experienced here tonight. He G. Sing it. All the time He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good. Sing it. All the time. Yes. Through the darkest night His light will shine. God is God is good all the time. Sing it again. Let's sing it. Praise Him for His goodness. God is good yes. all the time. He put a song of praise in this heart of mine. Yes, he did. is good all the time. Through the darkest night, His light will shine. God is good. God is good. Joshua's not used to these lively services he's carried in Medea. Do it one more time and then we're going to pray. Let's sing it. You believe he's good tonight? So many blessings as a church. We've got so much to be thankful for. I can't emphasize enough how we ought to be thankful for what God is doing in these teenagers' life. And they're getting their choir together and maybe they'll be ready Sunday night to sing. Sherry, come home tell me about how good they were doing. I'm excited about that. And again, as a church, that ought to thrill us. We ought to just stir our hearts. And if you're a quiet person, that at least is enough to get you excited about it. Amen? Let's sing it one more time. God is good. Rear back and let it sing. Sing it to the Lord. Sing it now. God is good. Amen. All the time. Yes. But a song song of praise in this heart of mine. God is good. Time. Yes. Through the darkest night, yes. His light will shine. God is good. God is good all the time.
take your prayer sheet there. Someone here tonight that doesn't know this wonderful Heavenly Father, maybe a teenager here tonight, or mom and dad, visitor, it matters not who, when we pray in just a moment, you come down here and let us take the Bible and show you from God's Word how you can have this Heavenly Father. Our missionary of the week is Bob and Kathy Zeminski serving in Ireland. And I want to remember Brother Bob, he's had several health problems over the past year. But let's pray for him and ask the Lord to bless him in the work of God in Ireland. And then our Church of the Week is Faith Baptist Church in Reedsville, North Carolina. Brother Richard Dehart. Brother Richard used to be a pastor here in this area. He's been in Reedsville for about 11 years now. Let's remember him and pray that the Lord will bless him. And then our hospitalist, Joanne Wyndham. Uh, she's doing much, much better. And the doctor said, doctor said last week she wouldn't make it. But she's doing much, much better. But she has a long way to go. Let's continue to pray for her. And John Worley, many of you know Miss Max. He's in room 339. Then Irma's sister, Margaret Browner. She had bypass surgery uh, yesterday. She's doing well today. We want to continue to pray for her. And then many of you have asked me about Eva. M many of you know about Eva. She went uh, to the doctor one day this week, was having an upper GI, lower GI, some tests and, and whatever there. And she did well during those tests, and she came out. And then had, she had what they call a stroke, which is really bleeding on the uh, the front part of her brain. They had to move her from Memorial to Erlanger for the type of surgery and uh, had to do surgery. And then the first 24 hours were critical. And then during the night, she had another bleeding. And uh, so she is not doing well at all. In fact, the doctors have given no hope. And uh, she's on life support tonight. And they're going to talk to family just right before I came into service here. And uh, they're waiting on a sister to get in. And, uh, and the family, they'll be... Uh, uh, removing her from life support in the morning or sometime in the morning. So it's, we're really going to miss Eva DeBoard around here. Amen. Been a real blessing to us. We want to remember the family and be lifting them up. And then John Groves, uh, grandmother, and also a special request given to me tonight for a little Jacob Miller, eight years old, and uh, just been diagnosed with cancer. Uh, put this special request on your prayer list. And then, of course, Mary Bruce, Bruce the note at the bottom of your page there on the first side. Her sister, Joyce Payne, passed away in a funeral arrangement or at Wilson's Funeral Home, and the visitation will be from 11 to 9 tomorrow in a graveside service on Friday at 10.30. So let's remember Mary and all the family tonight. All of... <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, Dot Adams, she had... They were taking her to the hospital <coughs> uh, before church. Right, was just... We was getting ready to go to church uh, with kidney stones. So let's remember Dot Adams. Gallbladder, gallbladder. And uh, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have my wife. Amen. Somebody tell me what I'm always doing wrong. Amen. But uh, remember Dot. Be praying for her. Okay, let's remember Mary Ruth. And she'll just be having tests tomorrow. She'll be staying over the, you know, over the, over the night. Okay. Let's remember Mary Ruth. Let's all come and gather around the altar, and then after you pray, you can go back to your seat. We have one more item to take care of before we leave tonight. But let's come and pray. Then if you're here tonight, teenager, mom or dad, and you don't know this wonderful Heavenly Father Ryan's talked about tonight, the Father of power and prestige, and one that gives us so many wonderful promises. Tonight be a good night for you to get to know Him and meet Him and experience His glory in your life. Let's remember all those special requests tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, 
As we come to you, first of all, we come tonight to give you thanks for being the Father that you are. Thank you tonight for the Word of God we have heard. Thank you, Lord, for the person that shared that Word. Thank you for Ryan. Thank you for what you've done in his life. Father, you're going to use this young man, and I thank you for it. He has a real heart for you, and he's sold out to you, submitted totally to you. And I know you're going to use him, and I thank you, Lord, in advance. Thank you for the great thoughts and truths that he shared with us tonight. What a blessing it was, how it stirred my heart. I thank you, Lord, for that day you saved him and the night that you called him and then that you're using him. I thank you for it. Now, Lord, continue to bless him. But we thank you for all these things. Lord, continue to move in our young people. May they be stirred about being saved and stirred about knowing the Lord and stirred about reaching other young people and stir all of our hearts about serving you. Father, we pray for the Zeminski family in Ireland. I pray, Lord, that you'd bless their work there and use them. And for the country of Ireland, I pray, Lord, that you'd open hearts there to the gospel and make people receptive to the gospel. But bless the country of Ireland and the Zemeskis tonight. Touch Brother Bob's physical needs. And then I pray you bless Brother Richard and Faith Baptist in Reedsville, North Carolina. God, bless the work there. Thank you for the years of ministry you've given him there. Thank you for how you've used him. Thank you for what you've done. Continue to bless them and use them for the glory of God. And then for the special request, we pray for our church family tonight, for Joanne in intensive care. Thank you for the progress she's made. When the doctors gave her up, we thank you, Lord, that she's still with us. And I pray, Lord, you continue to touch her for the glory of God. I pray, Lord, that you would be with Sister Eva, and I pray you'd be with her family. We thank you, Lord, for the dear saints of the Lord that we've had here through the years. And for those, Lord, you've blessed us with. And it's always a difficult thing for us, Lord, as a church when we lose one. But if this is the time of, of Eva DeBoard's home going, I pray you would just bless the family and comfort their hearts and bless the church and comfort the heart of this church in her home going. But we rejoice to know that she'll be with you. And then for the other requests, we pray for each one that you'd bless them and touch them tonight and meet every need. Bless on Sunday. Give us a great day. Continue to meet our needs here as a church. Continue to work in our church continue to lead us and guide us help us to always be in the will of god so bless now and thank you again for all of your goodness and all of your blessings to us in jesus name amen praise the lord you can make your way back to your seat take just about two minutes of your time we want to consider ourselves now in business for just one moment as most of you know we're in the process of building or in the early stages of building, we're excited about that. Praise the Lord for His goodness. Amen. Pray with that young lady. Sure, go right ahead and pray with them. Amen. That's what we're here for tonight. Amen. Pray for that. Glad folks are coming. Amen. As I say, and they're going to be praying with her. We're excited about where the Lord is leading us, and we're excited about what the Lord is doing, and how He's just bringing everything together, and how he's just meeting needs, and we're very, very excited about it, and uh, the new building and different things. But the new building involves a lot of things, and a lot of things we're looking at. Of course, we uh, recently were able to lease the property from the school next door, and we have that there in reserve, we might say, to add the parking. We're going to lose this parking lot out here and lose several parking spaces uh, when we build the new building, 
and uh, we need parking. Of course, with the new building, there's going to be many, many more parking spaces that has to be added. You have to have so many parking spaces for uh, the seating capacity of your building and so forth and different things. So one of the things we've been very, very conscious of is where we're going to put parking, getting the additional property to get parking and different things like that. So we've been praying and working on different things uh, in order to create these needs. And uh, we got parking, we need parking, more parking now. And I want to assure you we haven't put that on the back burner. We have a civil engineer right now that is working on that. Things have changed in the city. Just don't go out and hire a paver and come and pave a lot. It don't work that way anymore. Before you can ever get a permit to pave, you had to hire a civil engineer to draw up your parking and the landscaping and trees and bushes and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's quite different than what we did just a few years ago. So we're in the process of getting all that. A civil engineer will help us to determine where we can get all the parking. But we know that when we knew and started that we didn't have enough space to get all the parking spaces. So until we got that space. But also some additional land that we're getting and we're thrilled about this, is which the Lord has opened up for us. One of the things we've been praying for is several houses down through here and praying that the Lord would give them. And we have been able to obtain the first one, the house right across the street there, the little gray house on the corner. Uh, they are going to sell to us, and uh, they uh, come with, to us with a price. We came back and said, we'll offer you this. They accepted that offer. And uh, so we're going to be able to obtain that house over there and that lot over there for $30,000. And so what we want to present to you tonight is that we want to go ahead and purchase that. And what we will do over the course of the next uh, seven, eight, nine months to a year, whenever we'll actually go in there and remove that house and level that out and add additional parking. And we're also talking with several of the neighbors down through there. And we've got, well, I'm thinking about it, and, and maybe I will and whatever like that. But uh, the new auditorium will go here. And if we can add a parking down through there, if we can get about three of the houses down through here, level it out then we'll have all that parking going back in there and all of it will be right here facing right on the corner of the new auditorium this is your feet in here your feet in the new auditorium over there so i want you to pray about the two other houses there uh we're the whole street as far as that concerned we'll take the whole thing amen and add the parking to it but we can we're going to get the house in fact we've already as a deacon body we're presenting it to you tonight we want to go ahead and purchase the house next door for $30,000, which we think is a very, very good deal and being able to get that. It's worth the property. It's worth $30,000, the property to us. Now, here's what we want to do, and we'll probably rent the house out for about nine months to, to a year, and then when we come back in here and get ready to start the building, that's when we'll go in there and level everything out and start adding the parking at that particular time. So we'll just want to get it, and we'll rent it out for about nine months to 12 months and whatever and turn that right back into it. But uh, what we'd like to do and the way we want to do it, instead of using our cash reserves, which we have the money, we could just pay for it and buy it right out. We don't want to use our cash reserves right now because we're using that in the new building and uh, preparing for the new building. And uh, the note that we got, the loan that we got here two or three months ago to uh, get all the TV equipment and all that kind of thing, and uh, the $300,000 we borrowed, that runs us $3,600 a month. But what we're doing right now, we're paying it back four payments at a time and, uh, and even more and a little more than four payments this past month. And that establishes our ability to be able to borrow the money that we'll need to borrow down the road. Because when we get into the new building, uh, we're not talking about borrowing $30,000. We're probably in the neighborhood of about $1.9 or $2 million. So we're trying to establish our ability and showing our ability right now that we can borrow that kind of money. 
But uh, so instead of just emptying our cash reserves out, we want to just go ahead and get a note for the house and uh, just rent it out for the for the next year, nine months to a year. And then when we get ready to pave it, then we'll go ahead and just pay the note off and pave it and uh, that kind of thing. But that's the first piece of property we want to get. And so that's our proposal tonight is that we go ahead and purchase the property in the house next door for $30,000 and uh, just go ahead and get the note for it and take care of that. Any questions you might have about what we're talking to you about tonight? Any questions? Yeah, we, we're working with Bobby back here. He'll, he'll, I'll make sure he gives us the best rate available. Amen. 1.7 is what I heard. Amen. All the loans, is that what it is? Yeah, we're, we'll get it. Bobby will make sure we get a good rate on that. So uh, basically what we'll only be doing is just paying that note for about nine months to a year, and then we'll just go ahead and wipe the note out. But instead of emptying our cash reserves right now, but I'm not sure what the interest rate is. We hadn't even got into that, but Bobby would probably know. 6%, right around 6%. You can't beat that. Have you ever know, Have you noticed and thought about it? Uh, old uh, Greenfield or whatever his name is, uh, Greenspan, Greenspan. Boy, he's dropping those rates, and he's dropping those because he knows we're fixing the bill. Say, ma'am, that's why that's happening. But... Uh, but that's our proposal. Any other questions you might have? It's a good question. Feel free to ask any questions and whatever there. Any questions? All right. What we need to do is put that in the form of a motion. If anybody has any problems with it, then we request you park down in the lower 40 there, and you'll appreciate closer parking. Amen? Uh, if we have that, somebody just put it in the form of a motion. That's all we need. Very simple around here and how we do it. Motion's been made. All in favor, let it be known with standing feet. Motion carried. Not enough to not carry it, so we've got the property. Can you say amen to that? We'll take care of that. We'd rejoice. Isn't the Lord good? He's just working things out. He just keeps on working it out. And now help us pray for the next two houses down through there that the Lord would give them to us. And uh, they seem very interested in doing that. And that will give us probably, we think, with all three lots, uh, probably a little more than 100 parking spaces, which will be very, very vital to us. Been a good night. And good to have Larry and Jennifer coming to be with us tonight. Aren't you glad they're coming? Amen. Amen. Let's welcome them in. And they've got a little one on the way here. They don't know what it is yet, but uh, we love this couple. So glad the Lord sent them here. They, we've already put them to work, and uh, now they're making it official. Larry and Jennifer, come right in here and stand. I want you folks to take time, come by, and welcome them into our church and let them know how glad we are to have them. You're dismissed. Back on Sunday, let's anticipate a great day in the Lord.